0: Welcome back to Season 4 of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, where it's okay to be uncomfortable. We're your hosts,
1: Vanessa and Melissa.
0: And in our final episode of the season, we're doing a mental health check-in. The last time we spoke about crying, panic attacks, stress, and anxiety was back in December of 2021, and a lot has changed since then. But... What hasn't changed is our determination in embracing our uncomfortable <laughs> moments that always seem to find us. Melissa, what discomfort has been plaguing you lately?
1: Plaguing is, wow, that's a word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a biblical word right there.
1: <laughs> bring it back to the, bring it back to our Catholic upbringing, why don't you? Um <laughs> I don't know so much about plague, but definitely involves hospitalization. Not of me, but um <laughs> Oh my I... gosh, my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not me. I'm good. Um but I did have to bring my poor bunny Babs to the hospital because she was struggling. I'll keep I'll keep it at that. But uh it was a tumultuous last week of leaving work early and rushing my poor rabbit to the hospital thinking i was gonna say bye to her for the last time ever um and then i know it was so sad and having her stay overnight uh two nights to be exact at the hospital which one night is very expensive um let alone two nights and then now it's been a full week of um Round the clock medication from seven AM to twelve AM. So it's just been a lot and a lot of added responsibility and obviously a lot of added uncomfortableness to my schedule. So it's just been it's been chaotic.
0: Yeah, you're basically her nurse, her yeah. living nurse.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for her because she's just like she's drugged. <laughs> she's drugged. Oh.
0: Out. <laughs> Also, y'all, I didn't realize until Melissa was going through this that apparently bunnies are an exotic animal. They yes, are an exotic indeed.
1: pet. Mm-hmm. Go, if you do have a bunny or you're a new rabbit owner, from one rabbit owner to another, go find yourself, do some research and find yourself an exotic uh, vet uh, or a veterinary hospital or doctor that takes exotic, quote-unquote, pets because they're hard to find at least in my area I had to drive very far <laughs> to bring her to the hospital it took about an hour to get her there so oh god okay yeah. i need to go find boba a uh, a doc real fast yeah you never know so
0: speaking of if y'all hear her <laughs> in the background apologies because it is too hot for oh, me to be girl. in the closet right now boba and i are sweating it out <laughs> in my place because i have no ac which is part of what's making me uncomfortable right right now. There are so many things. I couldn't decide what to share. So it's like over 100 degrees right now. Um, I I decided today to start a juice cleanse. Yeah. like I was like, oh, it's a great day for that. Double whammy. Yeah. I hate everything about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying my summer break, but I know my new job is happening soon. So I'm uncomfortable a little bit about that, which it's like a good uncomfortable, but it's still uncomfortable. Right. I don't know. Oh, and also this guy that I used to talk to, but things ended poorly with, hit me up recently, unsolicited. And <laughs> the last emoji in his message was the goddamn cheers, the champagne cheersing emoji. Like, what are you cheersing to? What? Cheers. What to, are we celebrating? To not talking ever again. <laughs> I I'm so good and I've been i I've been trying to be so kind and i just finally had i I just had enough like it's too much and i just want to name that i'm not trying to be mean i have no ill will towards this person i just it was time to set a boundary So there's a lot making me uncomfortable.
1: Right. Uh That was a cocktail of uncomfortable moments.
0: Mm, Yes, a cocktail indeed. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening at home, feel free to
0: go grab a cocktail during the ad break. And if you're driving, don't do that because that's unsafe. And we'll be right back. And illegal. So to wrap up this season, we wanted to take some time to revisit the stress and anxiety of the past because, like we mentioned, so much has happened since we last discussed our mental health. Yeah. How is it, Melissa, how is it already halfway through 2022?
1: I don't know. It's. I feel like this happens to us all the time. <laughs> we're, just, <laughs> we're just so in it. And then we wake up from the chaos and we're like, wait. Wait, what?
0: Well, we are now ready to share with all of you what has worked or not worked in dealing with the anxiety we were and are experiencing as well as the struggles we still find ourselves facing because understanding and taking care of your mental health truly is a process. So we're ready to share. (laughs)
1: A process. A process indeed. Um, So, like mentioned, the last time we talked about anything related to mental health was from episode 58 entitled Crying and Panic Attacks. And if that's not an ind- indicator of what <laughs> we were going through back in December of 2021, I don't know what is. <laughs> so we oh opened gosh. that episode with by asking ourselves, what about crying makes you uncomfortable? And both of us had different perspectives. Vanessa was very clearly uncomfortable <laughs> with the concept of crying. She would tell herself to stop crying <laughs> when stop it was it. happening. <laughs> While I had a bit more of a comfortable relationship with the concept of crying I am a you know very well known at this point I would think in this podcast is uh let the rivers flow (laughs) let me cry (laughs) yeah so the question that I have for both of us today is has anything changed since then Vanessa yes
0: I have made my peace somewhat (laughs) With crying, I welcome the opera. That's not true. I don't welcome it, but
1: <laughs> come on in over here. Sit yourself at least
0: down. when it shows up, I'm more willing to give in and letting it mm-hmm. happen. Whereas before, like you mentioned, I would try to shut it down. And I think, and I'm sure I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but Soul Cycle, there is a slow song. It's right before the last song, which is really like upbeat and fast paced. And the room is dark. Mm -hmm. And early on, starting, I mean, like late December up until a few months ago, that was my time to cry. And I knew that I could cry during that time. So something about having almost a scheduled or like knowing (laughs) that I could
1: cry. (laughs) So she schedules her cries now. She fits it into her schedule.
0: I add it to my G-Cal.
1: <laughs> add it to her. But you,
0: you've always been a fan, so are you still a fan?
1: I'm a fan. I would never- say <laughs> I'm crying's number one fan. Um, no. Uh, put it I put it on I, a shirt for you. <laughs> should we do that? Should that be our? our I'm uncomfortable merch. Like <laughs> fan of crying. Um, I would say for me, I like I mentioned. I think. I'm a, I've been a little bit more comfortable with the concept of crying. I am a crybaby. I have cried many times since December mm-hmm. <laughs> 2021. Um, and I think the only thing that really has changed other than, again, letting myself have those moments to cry is that I've really tried to, when I could, when I had the mental space to um, really try to figure out the trigger of, of what made me cry or what may have contributed to leading myself to crying so i've done a little bit more self-reflection in those instances mm. so i think that's that's i don't want to say that's leveling up my crying game because what is <laughs> what even is that <laughs> leveled <laughs> up leveled up to like level three crier <laughs> <laughs> not something i should i don't know maybe okay, maybe i should well, be proud of I that i aspire to be more comfortable with crying as <laughs> you seem to be one day maybe one day you'll get there maybe i don't know i'm st- i still struggle with it too though so okay it's not like i'm well, a perfect cr- what even is that there's no such thing the as a perfect, perfect cry- crier the perfect crier
0: <laughs> well we also <laughs> talked about our experiences with panic attacks mm. which was new for me at least mm-hmm. in that at that point of time. So, would you say that
1: you've progressed since December? Have you had any since then? I have not, thankfully. Um, and I think last time when we talked about it, it was something that was, ve- yeah, like you mentioned, very, very much prevalent in your recent experiences back then. And it was something that I hadn't experienced in a while. And I am happy to say that I haven't experienced a full fledged panic attack since December. But I will say that I've, I've had pretty stressful and anxious moments that didn't lead to, again, like a full-fledged panic attack. But yeah, I, I would say that I, again, it kind of speaks to my answer earlier of being a little bit more self-aware and trying to step back from the situation when I am in that anxious moment to to really... One, let myself breathe and to give myself a moment to realize what's happening and kind of work through it from there. I can't think of any instance where I've had a full fledged panic attack. I've definitely had like mental breakdowns of just crying, ugly crying. Oh, no. Well, yeah. that's uh, different, though. That's it is different. different. It's not a panic should attack. Note. It is yes. not a panic attack. That's yeah. what I mean. I, I, I don't think I would consider that a panic attack for sure. I think I've gotten close to where I've caught myself kind of hyperventilating. But again, I was able to calm myself down so it wouldn't evolve into a full-fledged panic attack. Okay. So I'm thankful about that. But how about you? I know that there was something that was more recent for you when that when we talked about it last.
0: yeah. Uh, I don't think I had any after January. I'm not even sure that I had. No, maybe a small one again in January. But I I mean, despite some pretty big life changes, there was lots of anxiety and fear and crying, I guess, involved, mm-hmm. but no panic attacks, which. Good. Yeah. I, and I think I know why. I'm at least glad that that's not something that I'm currently dealing
1: with. Good.
0: Though I did get better at coping with them.
1: I was gonna say, how have you how have you coped since then? You know, in January when you say you had like a little mini panicky moment. I
0: mean, I did I did some reading, and there were some studies done that they really only last ninety seconds or something, and then they can actually
1: comforting. Yeah, but
0: what happens is you kind of re-trigger yourself and so it's like Uh. it resets, I know. So kind of acknowledging that this is temporary, Mm. yes. So acknowledging that it's real. I am having a panic attack or I am panicking, but this is only temporary. I'm safe. I am not going to die even though it feels like I am Mm -hmm. and this is going to pass. Yeah. And trying to do some deep breaths was really helpful. And if it was dark In my room when I was having the panic attack, turning on the light for some reason, there was one night
1: change in like the environment kind of maybe
0: maybe it made it less scary for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I know I remember distinctly there was one time where I just turned on the light, I put on a TV show I'd seen a million times before. And I didn't force myself to sleep, which I, I was trying to force myself to sleep, even though I was having this was panic probably, yeah. I was like, You're I gotta like, wake up early. Go to sleep, go to sleep. I gotta be at <laughs> Just go to sleep. Just breathe through it. It's fine. Uh, but instead of fighting it, I just gave into it in a mm-hmm. way, and I just told myself, "You'll fall asleep when you fall asleep, and that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: watch the show. Put it on low volume. Anyway, so that was helpful.
1: Giving, yeah, making. Not fighting
0: it, I guess. Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, too, um, something that was mentioned last time of reciting a mantra. I know that the one that I shared was, I'm not okay right now, but I will be. You mentioned one that you you said last time, which is, this is temporary. I'm not going to die in this situation, even though it feels that way. Um, So, yeah, it seems like we have been applying these things in our in our lives these past six and a half months of this year so far. Yeah, you're trying, you know. Look at us (laughs) progressing. But um, I I do want to ask, are there any unhelpful behaviors or mindsets that you have noticed in the past six months that you're confronting currently, new, or continued from since then?
0: Well, one of them is the whole crying thing, right? Or Mm. I I used to think that anger – was the most productive of the emotions because it drove you to action, whereas Mm. sadness was the least productive emotion because you were just kind of stuck, slumped, not really doing anything. Mm. And my therapist told me, she was like, well, I'm going to challenge you on that a little bit because when you're sad, you're allowing yourself to feel what's happening to you And in that moment, your brain is also processing, working through, coping. Whereas when you're angry, yes, you might be doing something, but that doesn't mean that you're actually addressing what is causing the pain in the first place. So it's actually not productive to be angry because you're not allowing yourself time. I know. And I just was I was on the phone with her thinking, all right,
1: well, shit, (laughs) shit. This is why you're a professional. I guess this is why I pay you to help me. Right. Have you not seen Inside Out? Sadness. I've seen it, but
0: I related more to Bing Bong than anyone else. So
1: sad.
0: <laughs> bing Bong, Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Uh, anyway, so that's
1: that's so been something versus, that I've been working through. Anger versus sadness is what you're yes. trying to tr- strike a balance with.
0: Yeah, and also because I felt weak. And I remember we maybe have talked about this in the past of like, mental health is not something black and brown people have time for. And that's. <laughs> yes. So as much as, you know, we joke about it, we were raised with that mentality and we've mentioned this before. And I know people have been on our show who have talked about it before, that mental health is not a priority in our communities, but trying to remind myself that I need to make that change for me and that will in turn change the way that I interact with others and and hopefully inspire others to go through therapy and, and take that step, whether they're whatever you know race they are doesn't matter so i've been trying to remind myself of that as well because it's it's hard to not feel bad you know when i was seeing my therapist every week initially i i just felt so like wow i can't handle this this is so hard why can't i just move on this is not that big of a deal people i would tell myself oh people have it much worse there are wars going on
1: yeah this diminishing just trying to justify you know the grind of trying right. to struggle through it like as if that were not that it's not commendable but it's something that we don't yeah we're taught that it's something you just put your head down and you just continue exactly on, right like instead of trying So to i don't know affect. if you've had those same no i had def- feelings okay yeah yeah and i i was gonna mention the word guilt mm. because i think some of the unhelpful feelings and mindsets that I've been going through for the past couple months and it's something that I'm working with my therapist as well is is being okay with just doing nothing You know, Melissa it's has texted so me several times
0: <laughs> about how she feels bad for not doing anything. When in reality, she's been busy the whole day and she's just <laughs> taking a break.
1: <laughs> why is I don't why is it so ugh, recovering workaholic? I guess it's something really that I am trying to so, be better at. And, and it's hard. It's hard because when I am lounging around And. I notice myself lounging Mm -hmm. around, I end up thinking about all of the things that I could be doing instead of lounging around, and then I start feeling bad for watching my little dumb YouTube video about nothing, you know? (laughs) And I've told my therapist this too, where I catch myself taking, well, one, she told me that unwinding and taking a break is a non-negotiable yeah (laughs) like it's something that I need to prioritize just as much as everything else on my list and I'm like whoa and that's been the hardest thing for me to do because I feel like instead of sitting here and reading my book or scrolling mindlessly on Instagram or TikTok for 30 minutes I could be folding my laundry or whatever, but I need to realize that I need to give myself that time to just truly un- attach myself from feeling that productivity is my value, Yeah, you know? it's not. So it's, it's really been hard. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that I'm definitely continuing to confront and deal with and try to be better. I literally say out loud... When I almost didn't go to my yoga class today, I was like, this is a non-negotiable. Wow. (laughs) So I drove my ass to the studio. And even though I felt like I died, I still feel good about giving myself that me time. But it's, it's a process.
0: Isn't it crazy? Sometimes you have to fucking force yourself to give yourself the time that you need to recover. Yeah, why? Because we've been conditioned to believe that it's not important.
1: Yeah, yeah. So definitely the big one of the biggest things that I'm struggling. Not struggling, confronting.
0: Well, I hope that if anyone else is also confronting any of those mindsets that it's helpful to at least know that you're not alone. Something that my therapist has told me that could be helpful is... When you notice, first of all, just noticing, because already noticing right. that you are having this fight, this inner fight with yourself, just noticing that you're preventing yourself from taking self-care time is the first step to addressing it as an issue. Like, why are you,
1: Why are we doing this to ourselves?
0: <laughs> right. So at least take the win that you can say, hey, I'm noticing that I am fighting myself on taking care of me or giving myself the space I need. And then that's it. Just notice it. Notice that you're fighting it. Acknowledge that it's happening. Yeah.
1: Pat yourself on the back for even getting to that point to be able to. Because
0: for so long, Melissa and I, I know, didn't even realize (laughs) that we were pushing off our own self-care. It did not occur to us that we were doing that. I'm telling you. So. Workaholics. (laughs) At least noticing. (laughs) workaholics are covering uh but but that's just one thing that's been helpful so I'm wondering for you have have there been other things like techniques tools activities that you have found helpful for dealing with anxious or worried feelings
1: yeah I mean kind of ties into what I just said too where I think when I do find myself feeling stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, combo of all three, I have reached a point where I can recognize it, at least. Um, sometimes I power through it to get things done, but other times when I feel like it's... I, I can tell. When I'm at work and I'm overwhelmed or overworked and tired, I have, I have been giving myself more le- like grace in taking a break at work because mm. I wouldn't really take breaks like y- you know I think maybe it's the it's the concept of being on salary versus hourly you know when you're hourly you clock in and you clock out and you have designated mm-hmm. break times more structured that way but when you're salary it's like sometimes I would work through my lunch or not even get up from my desk to even yeah so I have the way that I've been kind of snapping myself out of it when I am feeling well one noticing when I'm feeling anxious or kind of distracted or overwhelmed I get I, I try my best to get up and just move myself from that situation physically um that's been helpful because that allows me to oh i need a stretch my butt is actually sore or you know just getting up and walking um and that's another thing too that i um i have been doing more and something that my therapist has helped me put into my schedule is physically moving physically whether it's me going to my yoga class or looking forward to that at the end of the day having that to look forward to Or having a walk around the block be the thing that I get to do at the end of the day and look forward to that. That's helped me kind of either be the fuel that I need to get through the stressful situation that I'm dealing with at work. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, be the release at the end of the day to be able to put that stress energy into that physical activity. So that's definitely helped me. And I know that that's something that we mentioned last time, too, to help, is that like physical activity can help with reducing anxiety and those kinds of feelings. So it's, it's definitely something that I've noticed, too.
0: I was just going to say, physical activity has been something that you and I have come back to time and time again over the past six mm-hmm. months. And it seems like it's been an anchor for both of us.
1: Sometimes I'd be flown in away from that anchor. But then, you know, like th- things, days like today where I was like, I need to get, I need to go back.
0: <laughs> need to go back. Yeah. You know, a negative, a negative thought I had in my head that my mom actually pushed me on. I was complaining to her that I was spending a lot of money on, you know, my, my soul cycle. And now I'm signed up for Berries officially, uh, and whatever other fitness things that I was trying out. And she said to me, if it helps you and you can afford it, then just do it because it's helping you. And why would you not pay for something if you can do it that's going to help you feel better and be better?
1: I like that, auntie.
0: Evelyn coming in with the words of wisdom. So then, and then she's something crazy <laughs> afterwards. But she had to balance they're... it out, you know? She, she couldn't
1: just... She can't yeah. be wise
0: all yeah. the time. Or even most of the time. She's got to drop it in so when it happens, you're like, whoa. And then she snaps
1: you back <laughs> to reality. She's like, but don't forget I'm and, crazy.
0: But don't forget I'm crazy. Here's this article <laughs> I didn't read about taking cold
1: baths when it's hot.
0: Anyway. <laughs> uh I think for me, besides the exercise, journaling has actually Ooh, been yeah, I've been doing yeah, that too. More it's often. been a release for sure. Something about slowing down, to take the time to write out what it is that you're thinking or feeling. And I have different journals for different things. Oh, interesting. So I have one that yes, I have one that I've taken with me when I've been traveling. That's just kind of a free a free for all. I write whatever I want. Uh, another one of my journals. There are specific prompts. There's like one for every day of the year, and <laughs> we
1: kind of have like the same system.
0: The same cool. what? And so I write in that one sometimes. It's like a novelty where I'll see what is the quote or activity of the day, and then I'll I'll go from there. And then the last one that I keep by my bed was a gift from years ago and I've written in it so much more frequently this past six months than in the past few years, but it's just a daily gratitude journal, and I'm pretty sure they got it from Target or something. I need one of
1: those. That's one that I need, a gratitude journal.
0: Yes, there is something about, and the prompts aren't even fancy. There's like three or four prompts that kind of like interchange over and over again, but something about when I'm feeling stuck or sad or anxious, stressed, grounding myself in the things that i am thankful for yeah has been so helpful to to bring myself back to a good baseline and remind myself that there are good things i'm gonna be okay i'm not dying the world's not ending yeah yeah Yeah. that's a good Mm -hmm. one
1: it's that i definitely have similar journaling structures too one that i bring with myself myself during traveling and i remember the last time I think I shared with you that I wrote into that journal I it was on when we were on our way to Hawaii and we had separate flights because we were coming from different places but I remember texting you and I was like I cried on the plane (laughs) because it was I was journaling about my feelings of being able to travel for the first time in a while and yeah yeah so that's my little travel whatever comes to mind journal
0: okay but wait I also journaled on the way back from Hawaii. Oh
1: <laughs> see, see. Yeah, and I have another one that has, it's prompts. It's actually an app on my phone because I, I um, shout out to BetterHelp. I, that's how I found my therapist and it's been a good structure for me because I can just schedule my appointments with her on the app and then I have little reminders every other day about journaling and then they give me, they give me a prompt and I could use that prompt or I could use a different one that I feel like or no prompt at all and it's been It's been nice to be able to have some sort of direction on how to channel my thoughts and feelings. So yeah, this isn't a try episode, but 10 out of 10 recommend to a friend journaling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that's
0: another thing. Speaking of recommending things to a friend, I would be remiss if I did not (laughs) advocate for reaching out to the people in your life to help support you and different friends are good at different things so you can lean on them maybe one night you feel like going out and just dancing it off singing it off whatever maybe sometimes you want to go to the gym or like a workout class and like just work it out maybe sometimes you just want to sit and chill and there's maybe a friend for that after my breakup i was in this space of not knowing who to turn to for the different feelings that i was having coming up And so I had to relearn who I could rely on for different things. And I think whether you are in a relationship or not, knowing who you can turn to to talk to and share things with, a lot of the people I ended up talking to, reaching out to, were having very similar experiences, which I thought was serendipitous. And the universe works in mysterious ways. So, But if I hadn't reached out, I would never have known. That's very true. Yeah, there's my plug for that. very,
1: very true. I agree. That's something that, being okay with reaching out to people too is a a good tool hopefully this is a little reminder to yourself to check in with yourself and how you're doing at this halfway point in the year because I know that a lot of things are going on time seems to be moving so fast and sometimes you just need to take take the space and the time to check in on your mental health so thank you all for listening to season four of this podcast I can't believe it Um, but I did want to do a little plug we talked about journaling so we actually created an anxiety journal with some of the tools that have helped us take a step back and reflect and we want to give an extra copy away to one of you so we're doing a little end of season four giveaway so if you'd like to purchase one on Amazon it's called the anxiety check-in journal guided worksheets and lined paper to help ease stress and focus on gratitude and growth but if you want to get a chance to win one um, you can head to our instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast make sure to follow us and like our latest post and you can comment a friend's name or you can dm us a little episode idea that you've been dying for us to cover um, for some extra entries so hopefully we get some good entries and maybe some good ideas for season five um so yeah hopefully good luck to the good luck to all of you that are trying to win this and i hope you know if not support us on amazon and buy it yourself maybe buy it as a gift for someone but with that stay tuned for our return with season five in the fall we'll be back soon